when you're running your own business, you are so close to everything that you're doing. You're so emotionally attached and engaged that you, you, you have a really hard time just stepping outside of the box, look in as a third party and evaluate um, honestly. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Awesomeings Podcast, where we highlight people pursuing their definition of, you guessed it, awesome. So buckle up and get ready for some more success story adventures and failures from Kentucky's tech and entrepreneur community. All right, guys, if you're tuning back in, I'm going to say stop, drop, and roll. No, make sure you go back and listen to the first episode, hearing a bit of John's background. Actually, not a bit. You're hearing some really key experiences that John had that helped him land where he is today. And so just to, just to appreciate his story, appreciate what he's doing now, I encourage you to listen to the first episode. So go back, listen, and then join us now. So let's say that you've already done that. We're on episode two, baby. Glad to hear part of your story, John. Let's just jump right in. What the heck does your role as an entrepreneurial coach Coach, that's not that's not a word. Coach, let's try that again, John. What does your role as an entrepreneur's coach entail? It's evolved a little bit over the last couple of years from when I started. When I started, I had no idea uh, really how to be a coach. And honestly, the the coach that I was working with, he was a, a business coach as well. And so, a lot of what I started out doing was trying to emulate him way too much instead of just stepping into what I was good at. But I mean, at the end of the day, like my, my role is to help people get results. My, my role is to, um, be that third party, like person outside of the box. You know, that when you're running your own business, you are so close to everything that you're doing. You're so emotionally attached and engaged that you, you, you have a really hard time just stepping outside of the box, look in as a third party and evaluate um, honestly. And so that's really my role is to help people see things that they normally wouldn't see. And a lot of the things that they don't see are really keeping them from getting the results that they're wanting. And so if I can help identify those, um, and come up with a plan of action or, or a system that helps them to, to improve it, eliminate it, and really focus down on, on getting what they want, really identifying what they want to, um, most people don't have any idea what they actually want. They have a vague understanding that they just want bigger and better. But I force people to dream in HD, right? Really dream in some high definition and get uh, ultra clear on what it is that's going to make them satisfied. Because we, we typically walk around with an elusive idea of what will make us satisfied. So I walk people through the process of defining what you want, what's holding you back, um, and then let's let's figure out how to how to make it happen. Let's let's get some results. That's you know if I'm going to summarize it at a high level, like that's what I do. All right, that was great. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Something you mentioned to me actually one of the times you were here coaching a company out of Awesome Inc. That you use the EOS training method. So that stands for Entrepreneurial Operating System Method. What is this? And, and where did you learn that? That sounds like something that is probably one of your trade secrets. So everyone get your pens and paper ready. I, I wish that it was a trade secret. Uh, I wish that I had created it, but, uh, but I didn't. So when I was in the process of transitioning to my coaching business, I read a book called Traction. And if you own a business and have not read 
Traction by Gino Wickman, then you need to stop listening to me right now and you need to go pick that book up and start reading it. It's phenomenal. It totally changed the way that I saw running a business. And it, to be frank, it it pissed me off because I realized if I had had that book three to four years ago, our business at Rely would have been uh, twice as big, way healthier. It totally, totally just would have changed everything. But what traction uh, does is it gives an overview of EOS, which stands for the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And what I love about it is that it takes a lot of the concepts and principles that you read in all of these books that are amazing books, but it takes a lot of those principles that are timeless. Like they've been around for a thousand years and they're going to be around for another thousand years. It takes those principles and concepts and packages them together into a system that you can actually utilize in your business. And so it's almost like uh, it's called an operating system because, you know, if you, if you use a Mac or use a PC, like both are intended to get a very similar result, but the way they go about it, the, the user interface and the words and the places that you look to find things like those are completely different. And so this is literally an operating system for your business. You know, a lot of businesses have processes for marketing or a process for uh, manufacturing the product or a process for how they handle billing and invoicing. This is a process for managing your business. It's a process for experiencing momentum and, and real accountability and execution in your company. And so it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. It, it divides your business into six key components. And the, the fundamental belief is that every company experiences like a hundred and some issues at any given time. Like you're always going to be flooded with problems. Um, if you're being honest, you, you'll recognize that in your business, but to the degree that you can strengthen each of the six key components of your business, those problems and issues start to kind of just fall into place and fall into line because you're solving the root problem. Because what you're typically experiencing is a manifestation or it's a symptom of the root issue. And so when you, when you strengthen the six key components, you're solving the root issues of those problems. And so the six key components are the vision component, which is everyone in the business becoming 100% aligned around who you are, where you're going and what the plan is to get there. Like getting people rowing in the same direction. The people component, which is, um, you know, you can't experience a great vision without great people. So we identify what it means to be a good person um, for your business. The third one is the data component. So it means uh, running your business with objective facts and, and, and numbers and data rather than showing up and making decisions based on gut feelings and emotions and subjective reactions like, you know, using, using data to run the business and make decisions. The, the fourth key component, you know, when you focus on those first three vision people, uh, vision people data, there's a lot of issues that are going to rise to the surface by focusing on those. So the fourth component is the issues component, which is getting really good at recognizing and acknowledging issues in the business, putting them on paper, having a list, and then having a process for actually solving them and knocking them down forever. Uh, component number five is the process component, which means getting really good at systemizing the business and getting the right things done by the right people at the right times, the right way. And then the, the sixth component is the traction component, which is getting really, really good at executing and prioritizing 
and knocking out things that are important to the business on a day-to-day basis. So I got my phone out as, as you were talking, because I, I read a book and I read a book called Atomic Habits that we've, we both talked about. And there's this quote that I thought was so stinking and powerful mm-hmm. uh, for me personally. And it says, if you're having trouble changing your habits, the problem isn't you. The problem is your systems. Yep. And that's what you're talking about. Bad habits repeat themselves again and again, not because you don't want to change, but because you have the wrong system for change. You don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. And oh, as, you're, as you're I talking that. about that, yeah, as you're talking about that, I've seen that so much in, in our workplace about what systems we have in place to really to kick some butt. And it, you, you being a coach, what you bring to maybe individuals, entrepreneurs, or you bring to a team is, hey, let's, let's reframe what y'all are doing. And, and you dive in. And again, the, the systems that people have individually are what either deem them, you know, champions, they get success, or that's what keeps you know, keeping their legs coming out from, or keeping them from staying on their feet and their legs keep coming out from underneath them. So yeah, you said that and I instantly thought of that quote. Well, what what I've learned from working with a lot of businesses now is that you end up hitting this level, like you start growing and growing. And, um, you know, a lot of these business owners that I work with are super smart. Like some of them I've, I've literally told them I'm intimidated to work with you because you're so smart. Like I don't deserve to work with you. But what happens is that you hit this point in your business where um, you need a framework that your growth can attach to. So I use the analogy of a vine, like in a vineyard. So if the, the vine starts growing out of the ground, like it's going to go up a little bit, but then if it doesn't have the lattice to attach to, then it's just going to flop over onto the ground and fail because it doesn't have a framework to hold on to. And so EOS is the framework that you can attach everything that you're doing in your business to that will give you the platform for scaling and for, for becoming a healthy business. Oh, I love this conversation. I lo- yeah, it's just great. Some of my favorite times with John have just been whenever we aren't passing, we, we just get to talk and stuff like this. And so 20 minutes Agreed. passes by and then boom, here we are. <laughs> so John, with that, what are you most proud of and, and how you consult people or the companies you work with? You know, I, I would honestly, I would love to say that my knowledge and experience is what helps people the most, but it's really, it's really not like I'm, I'm honestly not really that smart. If I'm just being, I'm, that's not false humility. I'm just not really that smart, but I'm a great question asker and I'm a great facilitator of information and helping people to come to conclusions. And so when I get into a room of you know, a leader with, when I get in the room with a leadership team of three, four or five people who are steering the direction of a company, I, I come to life because I know how to pinpoint things that are going to help them have the healthy discussion that they need in order to get to the next level. And so that's why I love EOS is because I'm just teaching and facilitating a framework. I'm not giving people the answers. I, I don't have an MBA. I don't, I don't have all the answers. Like the answers live in the room of the people that I'm meeting with. I just want to bring that out. I want to extract what already exists and put it into a framework. And so I'm most proud of just my ability to recognize I'm not the best. Um, but EOS, like if I can facilitate it well, will help the company. And so I don't know if that really answers your question, but no, that, that's great. I mean, we briefly touched upon this last episode about how your entrepreneurial background helps you add value when you go and talk with an entrepreneur or a company. Right. And, you know, you're talking about now how you're making an impact in small businesses, really, because you're using a framework that has helped you. And, and 
one of the things I'm curious of, what is, what is your one go-to question or what is the one question you frequently ask that when someone hears it, helps them have this light bulb moment? It's the aha when, when you ask us to them. Hopefully that was clear, by the way. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's so many. Um, yeah, maybe, you're, maybe your best two or three that, hey, whenever I ask these, this, this really gets the conversation going. When I ask people what they want from the business that they currently are not experiencing, they, they have to really think about that. Um, and then when I ask them um, what keeps them up at night, like what are like the top three challenges that currently exist in their business um, that if they were to solve and eliminate would help them have a business that they, that they want. Like, what are the things that you're laying in bed at two, 2 AM? And these are the things that are on your mind about your business that keep you up. Like, what are those things? Cause those are the things that we need to, to solve. And, you know, could there be a domino effect? If we solve this one thing, how many, how many other smaller things would be knocked out automatically by solving that one thing? So those are some questions that I would ask sometimes just to keep people thinking on a deeper level. Um, it's to me, I found it's all about taking what's, what's in your head, like just scrambled in your head and feels like chaos and bringing clarity to it and getting it on a piece of paper. Because if you can get something on a piece of paper, it becomes more tangible um, and it just becomes easier to solve, right? It becomes easier to achieve. Like that's why so many people, if, if successful people, if, if you ask them, they'll say, I write my goals down. Like I write it down. You know, Grant Cardone is like, I write my goals every morning and I write my goals every night because he knows that when he writes it down and he becomes clear that he's going to get it. Like the more that he, his mind is picturing the life that he wants, the more likely he's going to be drawn to actually achieving that. So I think just asking people what they actually want in life, what do they want from the business is the best question I can ask. And then letting them answer that and then just continue to ask, well, why, why do you want that? What does that mean? Like asking clarifying questions that help them to, to really drill down exactly what it is they, they want. And I think, you know, I mentioned, um, I can't remember if it was this episode or last episode about dreaming in HD. When we, when we dream in HD, all of a sudden, like we start becoming more creative because now we ask the question, well, how, how can I do that? Right. If you, if you never clarify what you want, then you're never going to ask the question, how do I do it? So I would say that. That's great. Well, John, I was going to ask you if you had any pieces of advice to give to our listeners, but I think, you <laughs> I think you just did. So we're not, we're not going to end that episode with me being cheesy. Yeah. Clarify what you want. Well, that's it guys. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Awesomings podcast. And another quick thank you to Lee Rosevear and a few members from our community who provide the music that you hear in the show. Lastly, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz, or even better, come on down to our space. Come be a part of our community and get plugged in and let's start something awesome together. You guys rock. We'll see you next time.